Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Brett McMurphy, Action Network HQ. Uh, one of, if you think about a guy that's all over it when it comes to college football, from coaching changes to realignment to just football in general, great to have him on when we can. Brett, thanks for your time. How men- Was Michigan more mentally or physically tough this season? Uh, how about both? Um, you know, I think they, the, I think the, the allegations with the sign stealing and the NCAA and all that noise, I think that actually worked to their advantage. They used it, you know, not, not that an undefeated number one seed needs any additional motivation or, um, anything like that, but it was kind of like gave them that extra, if you will, that kind of chip on the shoulder that, Hey, let's prove all these guys wrong. We're better than everybody else. That's you know that's cheating stuff. That's like, believe it or not, Harbaugh said you know there's they're innocent. They didn't do anything. <laughs> Fine, whatever. But let's prove everybody we're the best team, and you know, and just make no doubt about it. And um, you know, I thought going into the the final against Washington, I thought it was a bad matchup for Washington. I correctly uh, had Michigan minus the points, and uh, I just thought it was. A big mismatch on the on both interior lines. Even though Washington had the you know won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country, uh, Michigan's defense is something they haven't seen. Washington, his greatest Penix is, and I'm not taking anything away from him, but Michigan had the number two ranked pass defense in the nation. Washington, until last night, had not faced a pass defense in the top 50. So I think we saw the difference when Penix was missing a lot of these throws he usually hit, usually connected on, because he didn't have the time that he's used to having um, to sit back there and pick apart people. But, um, you know, whatever, you know, asterisk, no asterisk, tainted, whatever. You know, if you're you're a Michigan fan, it's, uh, you know, nothing to see here, move along. If you're not a Michigan fan, it's uh, getting the death penalty, but, only first after we do a public stoning. So you're not going to change anybody's mind on that, but they've got the championship and you can't take it away from them. And now, you know, we go into the, you know, 24 seven Harbaugh watch. Yeah. I was just about to ask you about that. He's done everything that he set out to do at Michigan and he still doesn't have that Super Bowl in the NFL. And he's flirted with the NFL, you know, seemingly every year since he got to Michigan, it feels like. And I know, especially recently, if you, if you had to put money on it, would you bet that he is the coach of the Chargers or Titans or someone next week? Well, I don't know when, but I, yeah, I think I don't think he'll return to Michigan. I, I, people that actually fairly close to the folks in the program before this season told me they didn't think Harbaugh would be there after this year. And again, that's just them kind of reading the tea leaves or whatever. Not like it was a done deal, but and that was before all this stuff happened with the NSA and with the sign stealing. And, you know, you're right. He's made three consecutive trips 
to the college football playoff. He won the first national title in, um, you know, 20, 26 years. And, yeah, what else is there to do there? But I think the biggest thing is he doesn't necessarily want to deal with all the NCA stuff, with the sign ceiling, you know, implications. I mean, they could they could suspend him for a number of games next year if he returns. And does he want to – does he want to deal with that? I just think ultimately, I always thought he was an NFL guy. I'm actually surprised. I, I thought I didn't think he would have stuck around Ann Arbor this long, but he did, and it's paid off. But I just think you know he will again. He's got to have an offer. He's not going to just leave and not go somewhere. But yeah, if there's an NFL franchise out there willing to give him everything he wants, I'd be shocked if he returns to Michigan. Brett, that was the last hurrah for the four-team playoff. We know we're moving to the 12-team. It's just a matter of what that's going to look like in the long run. We we know for the next couple of years, but um, there was that delay in moving the format to a 5-7 uh, as opposed to the 6-6. Six, six. I know there's been a lot of, well, it's going to get done, it's going to get done. Do you see that as being that much of a layup, or is there more going on behind the scenes? How did you sort of read the, uh, the playoff, I guess, reformatting talks uh, continuing on? Yeah, well, basically, you know, it has to be unanimous for the the change in the format, and that means, you know, the Pac-2 has a vote, and so they could they could block it, they could, but people I talk to are like, okay, um, you know, Oregon State and Washington State are kind of you know going into a gunfight with a spork, <laughs> and um, you know, you can sit there and beat your chest and say we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it. Fine. You don't want to change it? Okay. But then, you know what that means? There's going to be hell to pay down the road um, when they do the the new um, extension of the 12-team playoff, which begins in three years. They All they're trying to do is get these last two years of the current 12-year deal. So then when the new ones go forward, that's when they can totally, you know, put the screws to Oregon State and Washington State. So I think Oregon State and Washington State is doing it, you know, kind of as a negotiating ploy, although I don't know specifically what they're trying to do, trying to get more money, trying to get something, access, whatever. But no, I, I, it'll, it'll, it'll get, it'll get done. It won't be an issue. And it was kind of telling that um, Mississippi State President, who's the chair of the President's Committee for the College Football Playoff, said, you know, look, five and seven will get done. And it's, you know, how presidents are. Presidents really don't get walk out on a on a limb, um, so he he's pretty uh, secure in the fact that it will go to a five and seven, which is good news for the for the Big Twelve because that means whoever wins that crazy conference next year mm-hmm. is probably going to have a first round bye. Which- it'll be the top the top four conference champions get a get a first round bye. So hmm. yeah, I, I didn't think that far ahead, but that that is a. That's a heck of a deal for a conference that right they're gonna we don't know what's gonna happen with all the new come incoming teams and also the ones that remain. What do you what is the reaction? Well, I saw stories and obviously you've been all over as, as well as the revenue sharing of the college football playoff moving forward when it comes to someone like SMU joining the ACC. They already were giving up a lot to have this opportunity and the possibility they could be also outside when it comes to getting a fair split when it comes to the playoff money? 
Yeah, that still has to be settled. Um, and, you know, again, what kind of power or leverage does SMU have? Uh, not really much. So, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten simply aren't going to give up the revenue just because, oh, here you go. Oh, you're in a, you're in a power, power four league now. Okay, here you go. You get the same revenue. It's not going to work, simply work that, that, uh, that easy. So we'll have to see what happens, but you know, they're in the ACC. So, you know, they'll hopefully they can win the ACC and get in the playoffs, but that'll be, uh, they're kind of in the same position as Oregon State and Washington State. They can kind of protest things and, you know, raise hell and all that. But ultimately, I don't know how much leverage or power they're going to have to be able to, to do anything when you've got everybody else basically saying, ah, you know what? We don't think you should get the same percentage. Brett, uh, the ACC and Florida State are uh, locking horns in the in the legal realm now. Uh, where, How long do you think that will take to even get to a point where we start talking about what the real exit strategies are for Florida State, if there even really are any? Well, they, they have exit strategies, and that's to get the hell out of Dodge and not <laughs> – have to pay the grant of rights in the ACC has the exact opposite. You're not, we're not, uh, you know, giving you your grant of rights because they go for 13 more years and you, you sign these grant of rights on two different occasions. So why would we say that we don't have to honor them? I mean, the ACC know what's at stake and you guys do too. If Florida state is able to get, I mean, they've climbed the wall and now they're taking bullets. If they can survive, then there will be others over the wall. You know, North Carolina, the North Carolina schools, Clemson, Miami, um, Virginia schools. And then the ACC basically becomes a version of the Pac-12. I think the ACC would survive just because of geography. They'll be able to, you know, pick warm or cold bodies from the American Conference and whatever's left of, you know, Boston College, Syracuse, those schools. Um but there's there's simply not you know we would go from basically well there's a power two now but four major conferences the basically three major conferences um, the big two and the big twelve and then the ACC would be would be fighting to to keep its head above water but I don't think this is going to be quick the ACC I know I've talked to a number of people this you know this past week in Houston the ACC simply not going to say write us a hundred billion dollar check whatever the number is. Because they know if it's that easy, then basically the conference is in shambles. Brett, circling back to the the SMU topic that uh, Paul brought up, was that incredibly bad news for the likes of an, a Memphis, a Boise State, all those various schools that you know have been knocking on doors for the last several years trying to get a spot at that table? Is the message going to be sent of like, hey, there's there's no newcomers after this last wave? How, how did you take that from their standpoint? You know, I don't really think it impacts them because I don't think any of the major conferences want to add any more schools. You know, the Big 12 well, – any more group of five schools, I'll right. put it that way. Yeah, right. Um, you know, if the ACC splinters and the Big 12, you know, geography doesn't matter anymore, but Pitt and Louisville certainly would make a lot of sense for the Big 12. Um, you know, the SEC, the Big 10, if they add any schools, they're going to be from the ACC. They're not going to be from the group of five. So it's really not going to impact them. I guess if the ACC loses some more schools, they've got to they've stay at 15 to keep that ESPN deal intact. 
So then they may go to get them. But at that point, um, you know, it's, it's all about survival. So, you know, those guys, um, unfortunately, I think, you know, SMU may have, may have been the last one to get a lifeboat off the, off the Titanic, if you will, because I really, and I hate, I absolutely hate this. People think because I talk about it, I'm, I love it or I'm in favor. I don't, I hate it. But the reality is if you're not in a power conference, you're going to be obsolete. And I hate that. And it sucks, but that's, that's the way we're going. And the question is how many, does the power, power conferences get whittled down even more? I mean, a lot of people have said that's a possibility. So we have to see. Brett, last question from me uh, and us. Thank you for your time again and all the travels you have throughout the year. The, uh, the college football calendar never stops because of the portal and NIL and the realignment, which we've discussed with you even today. Do you see, is it possible that we might see at least a normal type offseason in college football, or is that possible anymore? <laughs> Describe normal to me. <laughs> I forgot what it's, it is. I forgot what it is. It's been so long. No, but dude, yeah. yeah, no. I mean, no, we're not. I mean, come on. We got you know, we got Harbaugh going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the domino effects of that. You know, there's other. You know, I mean, again, who knows if these NFL owners do they have their eyes on any other college coaches? Yeah. You know, what's the domino effect with Harbaugh? And then you look at the ongoing player compensation stuff. Oh, yeah. Charlie Baker trying to revamp the NCAA. That's going to always continue to go on. You know, we've got the 12-team playoff. Somebody tweeted out the schedule. I heard you guys mention it. That stuff's going on while the portal's open. And I asked Mike Hart, Michigan assistant coach, I said, he was talking about the 12-team playoff and opt-outs, you know, with the four-team in the the non-playoff games, the four-team. And I said, Mike, do you see it? Do you see a situation in the future where kids could opt out of the 12 team playoff. And he's like, Brad, he goes, I, I is a, for me, an old school guy, I'm going to play every game I can play, but I understand it's a different time. And yeah, I could see a time where some kids may opt out of if they're involved in a 12 team playoff. And it's just, yeah. So all this stuff's going on, you know, what's going to happen with the non-playoff bowls? Um, you know, are, are they going to survive or some, some of those going to go away? So um, the new normal is there's no normal anymore, I'm afraid, for the next uh, yeah. probably like five years at least. It's great for our business. It's also it, – it oh, yeah. 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 Thank you, Brett. As always, great stuff. I, I know the year has ended, but like you said, it never is. It's always going to be front and center. Brett McMurphy, great at what he does. Action Network HQ with us at the game last night between Michigan and also Washington. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.